Denver's Genius, Episode 76, Fort Knightley, Popping Up Ragnarok. In this episode, Don and John Manis talk a whole lot about what they've been watching and a bit about some other stuff they're excited about. Hey, if you like what you hear and you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash obg. Everything that comes in from there goes to cover our monthly podcasting costs, which we appreciate. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of the Inverse Genius Fortnightly. I'm Donald Dennis. You can find me all over the wilds of the internet as well. Today, I'm, you know, really kind of excited to have this chill day of computer updating and and whatever with uh, with my bud gu- buddy with my good buddy John Manus. Hey everybody, it's me, John. You may recognize me from this show, a lot of this show, a lot uh, of this show. Yes, <laughs> uh, but you can also uh, occasionally find me on Swarmcast Podcast, which is at uh, swarmcastpodcast.com. Not to be confused with the one about the um, I think it's the Iowa Seahawks or whoever it is. It's no, also called the Swarmcast. Aren't they like named after some sort of nut? The Buckeyes? You would think so. Uh, anyway, I don't know. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, I apologize for any allergy sounds that you might hear. Uh, we'll try and keep that to a minimum. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And so the reason we bring John on is because he is full of interests, uh, making him an interesting being. And this is the show where we talk about stuff that we find exciting or interesting in the world. And we try not to complain about stuff too much, though we will occasionally toss a critical eye at it. Um, <laughs> though, though not too much. Yeah, it's, that's, this, isn't, this isn't one of my uh, other shows where I just get to complain about things. So, uh, so John, uh, have you been watching any uh, TV, seen any movies uh, or, or what have you lately that you'd like to share with the crowd? Uh, well, we've been recently catching up on the new episodes of Orville, which has been, uh, which has been neat. It's kind of a, wow. So this is, we, we kind of hit some episodes finally where we're like, well, this is like, what if we got Star Trek and Star Wars, but, but kind of a nice, better combination of the two. Um, right. But, uh, I mean, you can definitely tell that, that the writers and, and everybody loves Star Trek uh-huh. and that the whole, the whole thing was pitched at a period where there was not an overload of Star Trek and, and that it, in some ways, I think it's better than some of the other Star Trek stuff that we've seen. And in other ways it irritates me. It's, it's weird. They do a lot of great stuff on the show though. Enough that even the stuff that irritates me is like, you know, this is all worth putting up with. Right. Um, for the rest of it. So yeah, I like the Orville thumbs up. Yep. Uh, but if we want to get into some, something more interesting recently, that's also falls into my, my, uh, my love of comic books. We mm-hmm. did watch werewolf by night on Disney oh, plus. So good. Okay. So, so good. Yes. So I love the fact that it's called werewolf by night, but if you've watched it, I think it could have had a completely different title. So I'm glad they, uh, you know, didn't bait and switch. Are they? I'm glad they did the bait and switch that they did. Well, you say that, and of course, <laughs> you know every everything that, that they do with Marvel, you could have alternate titles for. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they took a title character, the mm-hmm. name of a comic book, 
and they used it. And I don't think that the rest of the episode would have hung together without that character having been there. So you're right. It could have had some other names that might've been a little more appropriate, but I don't think this was inappropriate at all. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, So it, I don't know how deep into spoiler territory we want to get on. Jump ahead five minutes. We will be done by then (laughs) um, talking about this. So go ahead. Spoiler away. Okay. Cause uh, you're right. If, if the show had been called, you know, man thing or, Bloodstone, it, it might not have, uh, it, it would have lost some of the impact. I think Bloodstone would have been a great name for it because you know about that relic right from the beginning, uh-huh. right? You know that that's why they're there. Um, and so, the, yeah, they could have called it, you know, Night of the Bloodstone or right. you know, something like that. And it, and it would have worked just as well. Uh, but I have to say that the, the buddy cop, uh, uh, Jack and Swamp Thing, Uh just their banter, that very brief banter was delightful. Oh, yeah. So, so before I watched it, everybody was spoiling the, the, the man thing stuff on the internet. And I was like, so you guys won't, aren't going to spoil, you guys are going to make sure to not spoil She-Hulk stuff, but this you're going to spoil for me. Man thing was in the poster and in, in the commercials. Yeah, well, so when we when we were watching it, when my wife and Ruby and I were watching this, that makes it sound like you're three people. Sorry, <clears throat> when Ruby, my wife, God, see that sounds like three people as well. Right. Right. When my wife and I were watching this, hmm. um, I remember in the back of my head, I was like, "Well, I know main things going to be in this," but as soon as they start off with the Bloodstone stuff, I'm like, "Oh, we're going to get Elsa Bloodstone in this." And that got me more excited than anything else in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because if we have Elsa Bloodstone, we are now two fifths of the way to getting an MCU version of next wave. And that's got me all sorts of excited. Okay. So next wave is another in Marvel's inability to actually come up with cool supergroup names. Uh, What is next wave? Yes. But next wave, they kind of lean into that. (laughs) So, (laughs) Uh, Next wave is a is a completely crazy off the wall group of characters that were seemingly randomly picked together to be on this one team to to stop weapons of unusual mass destruction, right. such as such as Fing Fang Foom. Um, and so the group is like l- literally the 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 artists and the writer on it got to choose from whatever characters, and they were like, "No, nah, we don't want any A or B list characters. We want some of these D list characters that you haven't messed with in a while." So we yeah. want uh, we want Monica Rambo, we want Photon, we want uh, Elsa Bloodstone because we, I don't know somebody who who speaks with a British accent would be really cool on this, right? And we you know we want Machine Man, which. I would love for Machine Man to show up in uh, the MCU. Uh, and honestly, you know, we we have enough stuff in the MCU for them to cobble together a Machine Man uh, from spare parts, as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from it w- you know the Android yeah. Army or whatever. Oh yeah, and it would be great if they do it right. It would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're like, we need someone who can blow stuff up. So what about um, Boom Boom from the X Men stuff? Why not? Mm. And then they're like, and because everybody who gets the title, they get to make their new, uh, their own characters. So they're like, I don't know, a guy with generic superpowers, and we'll just call him the captain. Uh, 
because he couldn't think of a superhero name. So that's the only one he goes by is the captain. Right. Okay. Fair. Um, yeah, any, anyway, so back to back to actual Werewolf by Night. <laughs> uh, uh, I thought that the style was neat. Uh, uh-huh. There, there are a, they they did it in the mostly black and white with the Pleasantville mm-hmm. flashes of color, which they also did in in WandaVision. They had little dots on the screen that if you were watching yes. an actual feature film from way back in the way, that they would appear there and say, "This is where you sync up for the next reel." You know, next reel is coming up. Get ready to do the changeover. You know, little things like that where they were obviously so in love with the art of storytelling this kind of story that if you don't like classic hammer horror or, you know, B-grade science fiction horror stuff, then you're not going to like this thing. But this just means you're dead inside, I think. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so, so much trope that I liked it. Um, and... You know, it was it was nice to see the moderately intelligent version of the thing, the swamp thing. So that was good. <laughs> yeah, it it has it has a lot of it it has a lot of heart to it as well. It does. I'll say that it does unexpectedly. Right. <laughs> and that's five minutes. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, I I like Werewolf by <laughs> Night. I recommend it. Go watch it. Excellent Halloween evening watch. Go mm-hmm. and check it out. Um, Nice, nice, nice. Speaking of Marvel stuff, of course, we wouldn't be an Inverse Union podcast without my conflicted feelings about Disney products. Uh, but uh, She-Hulk, uh, She-Hulk has wrapped up at this point and mm-hmm. um, has pointed its finger, wagged its finger at all of the uh, the toxic people on the internet and uh, subverted expectations by doing the thing that nobody thought that they would ever do on television. Um, and of course, that's Captain America having... Well, no. Okay. That wasn't it. But, um, so the question is, what did you think of She-Hulk having not watched it? What did I think of it? Uh, yes. Well, as a person who's got somehow an extensive collection of old John Byrne She-Hulks, um, I felt this was great. This, this, this fit the vibe of She-Hulk when she's in her own comic. This is the vibe that you get from, from those comics. Nice. When she's in someone else's comic, she's she's pretty much just uh, what if Hulk, but female, right? Or you, or you get a little bit of the she looks at the panel, you know, out at the reader knowingly, but you don't get the blatant fourth wall breaks. Oh yeah, yeah. That you that you get in, in her comic, right? So so as much as people were complaining about the ending and all the stuff in it, it's like well. For everybody that was complaining, there was a She-Hulk comic book reader pointing at them going, no, no, you don't understand. That's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> so, ooh, yeah, I I got feelings about the ending. So, overall, loved the show. Um, there were some special effects issues as it went on. Didn't bother me at all. Nah, uh, be- nah. Because it's like, you know, it's a television show. Uh, get over it. Um the, the one thing that, that, that did bother me was, uh, I guess we're going to leap right, right into, uh, right into, Hey, spoiler warning here, uh, jump ahead. <laughs> uh, we'll say three minutes. If you don't want to be spoiled on this one, maybe four, um, that they did the cut where she <laughs> all of a sudden breaks and says, Nope, this isn't what we want. Um, you know, we've done the whole, no, we're not having a narrator. We're not that bad yet. Uh, then they get to the Kevin, and mm-hmm. they do all that stuff, and then they jump back in, 
and everything is wrapped up and finished, right? My wish would be that they reset the scene and actually showed them getting to the resolution part with, with her modifications in place. Now I understand that's not how they do it in the comics. And in the comics, it quite literally is her bursting from one panel to another panel. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, the first time I watched it, I was incredibly disappointed by how they wrapped everything up. I watched it again. I love the ending. I still kind of feel that hole in my soul where the, okay, so we're getting outcomes without having to, to actually do the resolution that bothered me just a touch. But if you look at it with the, well, you had the resolution and the whole resolution was her off panel stuff that she did. Mm -hmm. Then, then it makes it a lot easier to sort of come to terms with like, yes, she did the hard work. It just wasn't in the comic. It was outside the comic. Right. So anyway, your, any spoilery thoughts from you in the, uh, in the minute and a half we have left. Um, well, I thought this, this was right up there with the, Modoc series that is on Hulu. Yes. And the fact that it's that you can tell they were, they were like, well, what characters can we bring into this? And they were just kind of got given the whole, yeah, sure. Use, you want to use man bull, use man bull. You want to use your right. version of the, uh, of, of wrecker and the, the wreckers go for it. Yep. 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 That, that was neat. Um, then my question is, will the Saracen actually, will there be a real Saracen? Um, in the blade <laughs> stuff because there's there's almost has to be right. He's a very right. a, a very neat little arc in in Blade comics, right? Uh, from what I understand. So, or does he actually turn out to be a vampire? That would be even more hilarious. That would be. So, um, yep, loved it. I think um, all in all, She Hulk was uh, spectacular. Is probably the wrong word. Incredible is of course not a, not a pr- applicable, um, but it was a great. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a great series uh and and i recommend it and once again don't take it too seriously it is a lawyer show right with, with some of the worst lawyering i have to say that is that most of the lawyers in this show horrible lawyers <laughs> yeah okay uh, though i do have to say that matt murdoch's walk of shame is the best thing i've ever right. seen right 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 so, okay. Um, something th- that I did not expect to like or care about, something I didn't expect to even care about and was Andor from the, on, on Star Wars stuff. And it is uh, a character I never was interested in in a mm-hmm. setting I was rapidly losing faith in uh, in a bunch of producers for whom I questioned their choices. Andor is probably the best made Star Wars thing I have seen ever. Um, And I love Mandalorian, right? I love Mandalorian. Mandalorian, however, is, is very stylized. It's emulating a particular kind of thing. And I think within its wheelhouse, it's pretty well made, right? It's nice, but you can still see, you can still sort of see the edges of the, of the acting ability or the writing of the ability. And you're like, okay, this is what we're getting. Uh, Andor feels alive right it feels like okay if we're going to pretend for a moment for a hot moment that star wars is a real thing mm-hmm. what well, how can we do just a super engaging story about a person having to deal with all this stuff and I, it feels like all the production work is great they got it all ironed out though the world feels lived in uh it feels delicious and yet it still also feels like oh 
force things. I can definitely see the force stuff still working here. It's hmm. not so gr- gritty that all that stuff would suck. Um, if you brought it in and go, Oh no, they've just put aliens in my, uh, Indiana Jones or whatever. <laughs> um, okay. It, it would all flip together. And so I, I really like, like Andor, uh, even though there's episodes of world building and not a lot of action and there's episodes with some really cool action. And of course there's still some of the dumb contrivances, uh, like the escape ship on rails or whatever it was. I, I, I would say across the board, Andor is my favorite Star Wars thing. And I'll even go back and watch Rogue One uh, because of it. So that's hmm. at the end of this, I'm going to go watch Rogue One. Okay. So, but are you, are you watching it at all? Well, okay. So I got to admit the end of Book of Boba Fett, or excuse me, the end of Book of, uh, of Bobby Fett. Faye and yeah, the end yes. of, uh, Excuse me. And the entirety of the Obi-Wan series made me really not want to watch any more of these Disney plus star Wars things. It took right? me, it took me two months to get through the last 30 minutes of the Obi-Wan series. Cause it was, everything was in the, was at nighttime in the dark with just red lightsabers flying around everywhere. And I just didn't, I found it hard to really care at that point. Yeah, and so, yeah. so I was like, so when Andor came out, I was like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I liked Rogue One, um, but I just don't know. So, but if you're recommending it, I might give it a give it a shot. I mean, I I absolutely feel the same disregard for the uh, the two previous one. I mean, the last two episodes of a Book of Fed are probably worth watching if you're a Mandalorian fan. Yeah, um, you know, and if, and and, if you're and, a Power Rangers fan. And you like Godzilla movies, then yes, sure. Okay. Godzilla movie, maybe, <laughs> but the last two episodes don't have much Power Ranger in it compared to what was it, episode four? I don't uh, remember okay. which one it was that had yeah, all the okay. Power Ranger. Okay. Um, but, but I mean, your, your criticism is not unwarranted. Uh, all right. Uh, so there's that. Uh, have you watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners? Uh, you, you think I would have, but I have not. Um, it, looks, it looks fascinating. It is dark and um, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not one of those that you can just randomly recommend to people who are not into cyberpunk or ah. grim or potentially grim stuff because it is not a happy, cheerful thing despite all the bright colors. Uh, but it was, it was also pretty, pretty neat. Uh, I need to rewatch it all in much closer proximity because I watched a few episodes, got distracted by stuff, mm-hmm. and then came back to it. But the art style was amazing. This is the kind of uh, this production company I would love to see them do an eight to twelve episode of something set in Alpha Complex for Paranoia. Ooh, uh, neat! I don't know they I, they never will, but I'm like, right. yeah, yeah, I could absolutely see this working. Uh, I would love for Paranoia to get the. Uh the media love that some of our other uh, less favorite IPs have been getting. What do you mean? Like the new D and D movie? I wasn't kind of, well, I wasn't specifically talking about the new D and D movie. I'm okay with a D and D movie. I really am. It looks like uh, the best D and D movie to date. And um, I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, I didn't have a problem with the second D and D movie. I thought it was, it had a lot of, if you play D and D, you you went, yeah, I can, I get this. That, that, <laughs> that, that first, you know, that that first D and D movie, it was like, uh, what the heck? 
I remember being in the theater going, they would never be able to use a beholder as a guard dog to this. This is, I call shenanigans on this whole thing. <laughs> so mad wow. about that. But that is the best um, uh, thing that I've ever heard say, said about the second D&D movie. I, uh, yeah. I, th- I think because it was so under everybody's radar, the second D&D movie was able to mm. get away with going, what if we did some D&D stuff in this D&D movie? Right. <laughs> okay. Um, oh. Sure, sure, sure. Well, what what other IPs are you saying? Do you mean like too much Star Wars, too much Batman, too much whatever that uh, that, that Alpha Complex would deserve some of that love? Uh, well, okay. I'm not saying too much, but like we get we got a cyberpunk show. That's pretty cool. So yes. if we got a cyberpunk show, what other you know games? And stuff that we're into, IPs should oh, get right. some of this love. Like, and we've like, had some steampunk. We've had some steampunk stuff with the right. uh, w- that thing that was on HBO by Joss Whedon or whatever, mm-hmm. and, uh, and some other things like that. Yeah. And so I was, I was like, well, maybe we are 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 we close enough yet to get a decent? I said decent vampire the masquerade type thing, or or should we just let that go? Should we just say just go watch Interview with a Vampire? There, well, I mean, that interview with the vampire series that's on now supposedly isn't horrible. I uh, haven't watched it yet. I'm kind of curious about it. I, I mean, I haven't heard about it. I mean, I haven't heard anything except for this last week. I heard someone say, this isn't bad. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I'm sure. vamp, vamp curious about that show. I have no desire. If I was going <laughs> to pick an IP, actually, that's a great question. That should be our discussion for the day is, is what, what? IPs would you like to see get their own uh, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings treatment? Um, oh my gosh! But uh, we'll get to that. Let's let's finish talking about the stuff we've been watching. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. uh, okay, there was some legitimately horrible stuff in that series that was stupid, but I loved it. I liked the whole series. I liked uh, there was a couple of mythic moments that people are complaining about, like swimming from one side of the world to the other. And I'm like, that is exactly the kind of nonsense that Tolkien put in the Cimmerillion uh, right. ultra heroic events. Um, you quit your whining, uh, get past that. The characters in it were, I think fairly well done. Yes. There was some dialogue that was suboptimal, but it didn't feel, none of it felt unreal. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Compared to the elves and dwarves and stuff like that. The dwarves were amazing. The mm-hmm. uh, the Harf the Harfoots I really like that kind of story and storytelling I thought that was great um, mm-hmm. the stranger with the spell casting and the stuff that happened him in the final episode liked that a lot I don't I don't know why I liked the series because the first episode bored me to tears and I was like I don't have to be here for this I don't want to go on a walking tour of <laughs> Middle Earth and uh, then after the case as it, as it went on it got more interesting and exciting and uh, still. You know, I, I wouldn't blame you for going. I don't want to watch this, uh, but apparently I did. Well, very cool. I don't know a- anything else. Obviously, it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded one of these because I have a deluge of television to talk about. Um, yeah, I feel like we're just like, oh, I watched this and this because I'm thinking about it. It's like, oh, I just got finished watching the last season of uh, or the latest season of what was it, Stranger Things. I oh. I was I was very reluctant to it, but. I watched it and um, I'm glad I watched it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of done with stranger things in a way. Although I felt like this last season was like, well, if you love the evil dead stuff, you're going to love this last season of stranger things. 
my problem with it, my biggest problem with it is I hate the song that brought that girl back that everybody's <laughs> been singing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. That song. I So as a child of the eighties, I hated that song then. So uh, when it came, so having yeah. it come back at such a, a visibility that it has now, it's like, Oh, cool. I love turning on my radio station now and, and having that pop up. Or having that come on to my my alt rock, which is my genre of choice station, every freaking hour now. Can't you thumbs it down and have it not show up? Well, if you're listening to XM, you can't really thumbs it down. Oh, well, I guess you change the channel and they get the message. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So I would say for listeners, if you're into the Stranger Things this season, um, got some stuff really right. Yeah. Uh, got, um, the, the new characters that they introduced were great. Uh, they said they're not introducing new characters in the next one. And you're like, okay, that's fine. Uh, the, the problem with it is it feels like the ending of it. It means that we're going to have another season exactly like this season or like it was a mid season finale. Right. 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 So I would say that if you haven't caught up on stranger things, or if you're not yet, um, started it, wait until this next season is, is, is impending and then start and go through it because it'll make it feel like a more cohesive story. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't run out and watch it now. Um, I have liked it. Connie loves stranger things. We're going to watch it whether I like it or not. <laughs> uh, um, and I thought that some of the stuff they did in this, the season with the figuring out, you know, where things were and who there was and more backstory was all great. The Russian stuff was, uh, why, but also well done. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. you know, I think that this didn't need to be in there, but it was also pretty cool. So it could have been its own season right. of a separate thing. Anyway, so, yeah. and I, and I felt like, Oh, this is how he became red guardian in the black widow movie. Yes. That would have been, I mean, so he's all brainwashed. Oh, that would right. be hilarious. Right. <laughs> if, it, if this were a Disney property instead, then, oh, that would be a much mm, better backstory. Interesting, right? <laughs> right. Um, so, so one thing I didn't really care for that, that really bugged me in the, in the show, I'll talk about mm-hmm. something I, I really liked, but something that bugged me was I felt like in between the two seasons, I was like, what happened to, to Robin's character? She seems a lot more, I don't know. I don't want to say ditzy, a lot more manic in that last season than she did in the season where we're introduced to her, where she seems a lot more just competent, you know? So I didn't like the way they, they kind of changed up that character. Yeah. That, so that, that, me. that to me felt like that instead of just being interested in um, girls or being not interested in guys, that mm-hmm. she found somebody that she's interested in. And when you get to that level that you actually find someone that you're interested in and you're at risk, then all of a sudden your, your life falls apart. At least that was my experience as a kid, hmm. you know, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was, she did seem more competent earlier, or at least more assured, self-assured. She seemed like the wise one of the group right. previously. I mean, she had, a, I, she had a couple of really good moments in this, in that last season. Sure. 
But yeah. it just felt like in general, when she was interacting with anybody else, not just her love interest, she right. was just. It's is it like Batman and Superman? You know, <laughs> whenever Superman gets around Batman, he immediately becomes stupid. <laughs> Batman mm. has to figure everything out. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Okay, uh, so a quick update. The Great British Baking Show or the Great British Bake Off, whatever you're calling it, wherever you're seeing it, is back out. Uh, We're down to the quarterfinals, and uh, they've gotten rid of all the characters I dislike. I love all the ones that are still left. Um, But because it was custard week, I was like, I need to get a dessert, right? That's that's our tradition, household tradition, is uh, we allow ourselves to buy desserts when when we're doing the baking show, we're trying to do fewer desserts otherwise. And I picked up a buttermilk pie from <laughs> Publix Bakery. And that was an exercise in mediocrity and disappointment. Huh. Uh, it was super sweet, not a lot of flavor otherwise. Um, and uh, it's like, oh, this needs some something bitter, some some like dark chocolate in it or, or uh, something to give it. I don't know, maybe toasted nuts, anything other than, Hey, we took nearly spoiled milk, um, a <laughs> lot of sugar and whatever those crust is made out of. And, and we made a pie. So yeah, I don't recommend the buttermilk pie, at least not the ones you can get off the shelf at Publix. Huh? Yeah. So, uh, one last thing I watched, I'm going to share is Catherine called birdie. Um, it is sort of a written in the style of, Hey, I've got, uh, I'm taking a journal and I'm telling my life and it's sort of a, uh, a historical piece where this, uh, girl's family is coming on to hard times and, uh, she's going to have to be married off to save the family. And it's her evolution of growing up with this family while she's doing everything she can to turn away all the suitors and, you know, you see how, how cruel her dad is. And then you hear how not cruel her dad is compared to how cruel her mother's dad was, you know, and other things like that. But it's sort of done almost in a Knight's Tale style where there's modern music, there's sort okay. of modern action uh, surrounded in the tropes of this, I think, medieval or Renaissance, I can't really tell, uh, period. And don't count on everything being super historical. But Connie and I were going to go to bed and I said, well, let me make sure I put this on my wish list. And then we ended up watching it all last night. And yeah, I, uh, I recommend it. It's not super action packed. It is, it is delightful and, and, and fun without being, you know, gut clinchingly hilarious or super intense. Uh, even the, the couple of really intense scenes aren't, uh, aren't as bad as they could be presented on say a game like, or a TV show like game of Thrones or what have hmm. you. So okay. Catherine called Brady and that's on Amazon prime for prime subscribers. There is no charge, no additional charge rather. So that's it. That's my big list of stuff I've watched. How about yourself? Do you have anything else before we decide if we're going to hang up or keep talking? Um, as far as stuff I've watched, no, I've got a big watched list. or read or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, uh, s- since you brought up reading stuff, one of the things mm. I like to do is read comic books. Ooh. So I'm going to I'm going to put out a couple of recommendations for some stuff that I've read, stuff that I think is really nice for this this current uh, going into a wintry season. 
that mm. I think some readers might enjoy. Um, first off, I want to say starting up very, very soon is going to be, now it's been, <laughs> despite what some people might think or might want to tell you, it's been several years since we've actually had a Deadpool comic book. And Deadpool is getting his own book again within right. very, very soon. So I'm super excited by that. Uh, it's going to be written by the, the person who's currently doing the Star Wars Dr. Afra series. If you're into that, I'm not because I don't read Star Wars comic books. Um, mm. but, but I'm assuming it should be good because everyone says that book is good. Everything I've seen from that book looks like it's good. So check out the Deadpool when it comes out. But more importantly... Scotty Young, who, if you've ever seen some of the the marble super deformed little baby covers that he does for certain things, um, Scotty Young had a book for Image that was called I Hate Fairyland, which is about this this girl named Gert who gets stuck in Fairyland. It's kind of like a Wizard of Oz sort of thing. You know, she's told, "Hey, I've you know you've got this quest. You've got to find this key. Every now and then, we we you know we we get a human child from from." earth and we bring them there to do some quest and then they go back home you know just like a wizard of oz thing except gert is completely incompetent and has been stuck in fairyland for like years um and so she's stuck as a little child well i hate fairyland is coming back and this time we're gonna get grown-up gert who is trying who is who 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 apparently is fed up with the real world and is trying to now get back to fairyland and it is, uh, oh my gosh, it is, if you like books that are, have, that are cute and fluffy, but also mindlessly violent, you will love I Hate Fairyland. And by mindlessly violent, in a very cartoony kind of way. Right. Cool. So, yeah. Oh, along books, um, they have started a new s- recording series of the Terry Pratchett books on audible with new narrators and stuff. So Ooh. I thought, well, I, I don't have this one. I'll, I'll grab it because, uh, I couldn't get the, uh, the, actually the first book. Um, uh, and the new narrator is pretty good. Uh, I, I like, like his style. The only issue is that they don't have good volume control. So if you're trying to listen to them as you're going to sleep and uh, then two flowers starts talking, hmm. uh, Oh, it wakes you up <laughs> at the wrong hmm. time. Uh, but it's pretty neat. So, Cool beans. Well, uh, all right. I mean, it feels like we've done a full cast, uh, but, <laughs> but I, I want to actually talk about one little um, thing that folks might want to check out on YouTube. It being holiday, actually, you're listening to this on Halloween or after. But if you ever want to know how can you make really cool Halloween costumes and stuff like that, uh, the guy from SKS Props, he's got you covered. Uh, he sells the, a bunch of cool foam products, HD foam and foam clay and everything. You can also buy similar stuff on Amazon, uh, but he shows you how to use it, how to make a variety of things. He has done that, uh, the mask from the Sandman, the great big Sandman helmet. Oh, cool. Uh, he did an amazing version of it. And he went through and says, yeah, we did this, this, and this, but um, I'm not making mine just off of the TV show. I also took some elements from the comics uh, he's done some mimic, you know, mimics as a pumpkin, uh, <laughs> Lord of the Ring helms for the uh, for the Witch King, all kinds of stuff. He did a Chainsaw Man help, uh, cosplay <laughs> with the, the big Chainsaw Man thing, and 
So yeah, I, I think that if you're looking to learn how to craft with foam for whatever reason, or if you're looking at doing costuming, um, I would add him to the likes of like the Punish Props Academy or whatnot. He is not the most super engaging, but what he is, uh, is shows a lot of technical skills and he usually has the plans for whatever it is that he's making that you can get. And I'm uncertain if there are plans that you have to purchase or if they're free, they may be free on his site because I think his real business is selling all of these foam supplies. So he has that advantage that he's not necessarily trying to do. He's doing another business and this is supporting that business. So hmm. yeah, go check out SKS props uh, on YouTube and, and it's good tutorial fodder. And if you're also just wanting something, some background streaming to watch something cool being made while you're doing something else, it works for that also. So there you go. That's it. That's my thematical holiday thing. So uh, what else do you have to talk about? Anything? You said you a video game. You said you had a video game to talk about. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I'm getting ready to, I'm excited because very, very soon in a couple of weeks, I'm going to get my hands on God of War Ragnarok. And right. so... Uh, because of that, Ruby suggested I should replay the first game in this particular series. So God of War. So I've been replaying it and oh my gosh, I've been having so much fun. Having delved into as much uh, mythology and, and such, which go check out a previous fortnightly for, for me talking about that. I got a lot, I'm getting a lot more out of this play through it because I'm realizing just how deep into the Norse mythology there and, and Greek mythology, spoiler, right? they're, they're really digging. Right. And it's, it is, it is so much fun. I, I love the God of War series. It, especially the current iteration of the God of War series is a lot of fun because it's not just the mindless violence that you get in the first God of War series. Right. There's, there's, there's some very good character development um, story arcs. God of War has never been a series that I've dove into all that deeply. Okay. So before you talk about the SF, what is, is the series? I mean, I like I've seen that, Hey, it's a thing that's been played and it's, it's always been like a Sony exclusive. Right. Um, so why is it, what is it that you like about God of War in general that, that makes you want to play the game? And then we'll dive a little more into what you're talking about. Okay. Well, as a person who's in as much into Greek mythology as I am, the first mm. God of War series really appealed to me because it is dealing with the Greek myths, but it's the it's it's the part that's every mythology has of sort of a okay, and here's how everything's going to end. So the first God of War series, God of War one, two, and three, is the end of the Greek mythology. It's Kratos, the ghost of Sparta and his basically the big lesson through all the God of War uh, games really is people should just not mess with Kratos. I mean, they should just leave him alone, but for whatever reason, they all want to like poke at him with sticks and that never ends well for anybody. So by the third one, he's, he's, that's it. He's ended all of the Greek mythology. He's, He's destroyed the pantheon. And to be think, fair, a lot of the Greek mythology uh, pantheon deserved a little bit of destroying. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. They were with this when you're playing it. You're like, yeah, they were asking for it. They got what they, they got what they deserved. But I mean, uh, Zeus in particular, right? Yeah. 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 Zeus was a uh, interesting out um, and out. 
Jerk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a jerk. We'll just call him a jerk. So in in this one, in in this current iteration, so th- which is just un- unfortunately, it's called God of War, and then this next one's God of War Ragnarok, and it's like I kind of wish they'd come up with a better name for the first one in this series. In this, in these two, Kratos, the ghost of Sparta, has somehow, and you've never really explained how, has ended up in Midgard. So in the Norse pantheon because the greeks wouldn't have him well he's i think i think he kind of he dealt with that they're they're um (laughs) anyways so but this is a much a much older uh wizened kratos he's he's dealing with all he's dealt with a lot more stuff he's this is this is kratos uh in retirement and now odin has decided actually it's more like Thor has decided to poke the bear for some reason. And, and unfortunately Kratos through the first game has having to come to terms with fine. If this is what I got to be, then this is what I got to be. So the second one's going to be really interesting because it delves more into him and his relationship with his son. Cause there was a big revelation about his son by the end of the first game. Right. Uh, and his son's a, his son is a teenager by the time we get to the second game, and so it's going to be really interesting because you the previews alone show you how much it's tying into the whole Ragnarok mythology, how they've taken their very interesting little twists and spins on it. And I'm like, oh, this is this is exciting. This is going to be all sorts of crazy because I I remember reading how Ragnarok is such a weird intricate thing like all the little pieces have to fall into place I'm curious to see how they're gonna what they're going to do to 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 go along with that it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you get That's to cool. beat up a, and you get to beat up a lot of stuff so there's that too nice well, that sounds exciting I can't wait to hear what you think about it when you finally get your uh, grubby little paws on it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, uh, video game wise, uh, I, I haven't played anything new. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still grinding through, uh, you know, all of Gloomhaven and and their game master mode. So I don't I don't have anything new to report on that. <laughs> well, for a two person show, we've gone quite a while talking about all the things that we're loving or excited with uh, about right now. So I think unless you have anything else you want to chat about. Uh, Let's call it a day. This seems like a good place to stop because I could just keep talking about all sorts of stuff. And uh, yeah, well, but we need uh, content for <laughs> you know, two more weeks and two more weeks. We got to have something else to talk about. There we go. So, all right, and plus I got to go pay my coffee rental. Um, ah. <laughs> you know, so, all right. Uh, all right, John, real quick. Where can you be found on the wilds of the internet? All right. Well, you can find me as Cobalt Dude on all sorts of social media and stuff, or you can check me out on Swarmcast Podcast at swarmcastpodcast.com. Nice. And I'm Donald Dennis. You can find me all over the wilds of the internet as well, Sphio. Uh, we have a big old game convention showing up here in South Carolina at my library in the, the middle of March. So go look up ShushCon. Go to shushcon.com. Uh, come play games with us and uh, head over to our website and find us there at inversegenius.com or come talk to us on the Facebook group uh, because, you know, we haven't found a better place than that. Or if you just <laughs> want to hang out with me, I am occasionally just uh, playing random games, hanging out on our discord. 
uh, on the uh, Virginia Discord. And uh, yeah, contact us directly for the link. I don't know. I'm going to put it out publicly uh, for people who don't care and just want to spam us. So that's it. Anyway, John, thanks again, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for hanging out. I will talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. That's it for this episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. The Inverse Genius Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 license. Thank you.